It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. My name's Jake and today we have a full house with Simo, Deej and Adam. Lads, we're reviewing the Brighton game from the weekend. Um, Simo, we're going to jump straight into player ratings um, because we're quite a bit strapped for time. So... We, uh, yeah, we, we're going to jump straight into it. So, Simo, I'm going I'm to start with you. I want, I want your your ratings for the for the back five. So, Allison, Trent, Canate, Van Dijk, and Samiskus. So, Simo, if you can start us off with that. Well, it's, it's a bit of a difficult one. I mean, um, on paper, so I didn't watch this game actual live. Um, I was out with my pals, so I, I'm, not, I'm never going to miss a game again because it seems like it's the first one I've missed this season. Uh, mm. <laughs> and we've not got the three points. It feels a bit like points drop, but um, from watching the highlights and, and having a sort of match with you, looking at from a statistics point of view, the, the back line wasn't necessarily that bad. You know, we can see a wonder goal. Um, and from a, from a stats point of view, it's, it's all fairly across the board. It's not that different, minus the, the good performances that you normally see from the fullbacks. Um, Just Andy jump Robertson. in a sec, sorry. Before you go any further, it wasn't Simicus that played, it was Robert. That was Andy Robertson, yeah. That's what yeah. I was just about. Um, Did Andy I say Simicus then? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, Andy Robertson had a, a, a drop in performance and, and Trent obviously didn't hit his heights. But from the centre-backs, Kanati did reasonably well. Um Van Dyke's had a bump in his rating, so what I'll do is I'll just give a sort of sixes across the board for for the back the back five for me. Um, it's a difficult one. I mean, it's, it does feel like points dropped going um, two ahead, and then and then losing that lead, and then obviously we've we've lost a bit of ground on Chelsea. Um, you know, if City if City do the job against Palace, and we lose a bit of ground on them as well. So, yeah, I mean. Obviously, I didn't watch it live, but from from what I can see from the extended highlights and, and the statistics, that's my impression of the of the the back six, uh, the back five. Sorry, is that it was um, not the usual standards we'd normally expect from our fullbacks, which are, are, are extremely important to our game. Um, but not it wasn't it wasn't dire. It wasn't like four or five. So sixes across the board for me. 
Yeah, well, I was um, I was at, I was at the game, and I was just saying to you before before we jumped in, I had a, a, a terrible seat at the back of the Anfield Road, and so I had a very limited view for most of this game. And, <laughs> but from what I could see um, defensively, you know, the the, the defense wasn't wasn't the main issue for me. We'll come into the midfield in a, in a minute. I thought that was that that was what hindered the defensive in my opinion from from what i saw was was the lack of sort of cover for the midfield and the only real concern i had was well not concern but the complaint i had was you know robo playing on trossard and about five other brighton players for for their second goal you know the rest of the team are trying to hold that high line and 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 robo's basically on the penalty spot playing them all on <laughs> uh, which which i didn't see obviously at the time from where i was but Looking back on the highlights, it was it was it was shoddy from him. But Allison had no chance with either goal, and he actually made a, a couple of very very good saves. And that save he made uh, early in the first half, where he tipped it onto the post, I actually had a, I had a great view of that, and unbelievable. All I'm going to say was that save. It, it looked it didn't look as good on the on the telly as it as it did at, um, actually in the stadium. You really saw saw him tip that onto the post. So that was that was a phenomenal save. Um, do you want to come on to you? Um, what would you say your ratings would be for the midfield? Because I think that's the real key talking point from this game. So uh, my midfield, uh, I think both Cater and Jones both get a five from me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Henderson, I think I'm going to give an eight. I think uh, his goal was incredible. Uh, the communication and the drive and the passion from him was still unmistakable. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. as you got onto there, the second goal seemed like a breakdown in communication between um, midfield and defence. And I know at the time, the centre midfield pairings were Oxlade-Chamberlain and Henderson. Um, and for me, Ox played great. So I think Ox falls in at a seven as well as, as a sub midfielder that came on. But uh, I think Jones was patchy defensively. Um, yeah. Peter, before he went off as well, the same. He, he was He was probably a little bit more effective defensively. But that breakdown in communication between midfield and defence leading to that second goal, I think, affects everybody there so for me yeah Hendo eight Jones and Cater both fives and then Ox a seven no yeah I'd have to agree with you mate I thought I thought Hendo was really good his goal was oh, absolute absolute worldy it was really really nice really good finish and you and to be fair you could hear him all game you know even over all the uh the singing and stuff he was so vocal and Jones for me was he looked tired more than anything you know he, he played the full 90 uh in midweek against uh, Preston, and he, he, you know, he had a tough game there because you know championship sides are like they, you know, they really work you. And it, you know, coming in and playing another ninety minutes was was a lot of, I think, a lot of mileage on his legs. Cater looked good when he was on the pitch. Obviously, as soon as he went down, the, 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 the you know, it's like in the ground, lads, the murmuring start, and everyone starts, yeah, oh, fuck's sake, again, it's happened again, and it's just the case of Nabby Cater's injured again. Like we have him for a good six or seven games, and he, he starts to get some really nice form going, and he looked good for the first twenty minutes of this game, and then he goes down again, and it's just ah. Oh. Just stay fit. Just please stay fit. Um, Do you think he's more of a hypochondriac, though? Because he got stretched off against United for a bruise. (laughs) So he walked off to to me. Hopefully he'll be fine for next weekend. To be honest, mate, I was quite surprised to see him starting. I thought thought he might have took him out of the side just on an air of precaution. And obviously him coming off again, you know, doesn't doesn't look good. I believe it's a hamstring injury as well. and Ox, when he came on, you know, his, his cross for, for Sadio Mane's goal was was unbelievable. A wonderful cross. But I feel I felt like Ox was just, 
he's very in and out of the game. You know, he, he was trying to get hold of that ball and, and and do those ox things of just just running it at the defense. And he had a couple of moments where he did it very well, and then but there was a lot of time where I felt he just wasn't you know tracking back as much as he could have done. And you know, it's hard to come into a in come on as a sub quite early on into a game. You know, twenty minutes into a game and get into that rhythm. It was a fast paced game. We knew that we would have to play that against Brighton. You know, we all know what type of side they are. And um, to come on, to come on, and and try to compete in that Brighton midfield, which is very, very competitive, was always tough. But it's nice to see him get an assist, and, and hopefully he can kick on again from there. Um, Adam, I'm going to come on to you, mate, for the front three. How did you think the front three got on in this game? I think, look, in in terms of the front three, in terms of the result, in in terms of pretty much everyone on the pitch, really. Like it really was a, a game of two halves in in the first half. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought uh, Mane and Salah especially were brilliant. Um, they we were constantly on the front foot. Both of them constantly looked dangerous. Obviously, we had uh, a disallowed goal for Sadio Mane with the uh, with the handball, but it was just testament to how much those two were pressing Brighton um, and really trying to get them on the back foot. And you know, obviously, he pressed the keeper into into making a mistake. Unfortunately, obviously, it does hit his hand. Um, but then I think in the second half, when when Brighton changed things up, obviously, I think Graham Potter had maybe looked at what what Manchester City had done. You know, in the mm. first half against Man City, yeah. where they they really got a, a chokehold on us, where we sort of played with that false nine, so that Van Dijk and Canate don't have anyone to mark, overrun the midfield, and and they saw so much of the ball in that second half. I, I don't yeah, think our forwards really how stood much a of chance. The ball they had. So I, I think I, I have to because because of Mane's goal, I think he probably gets a seven point five. Um, but for Salah, Jota. And for the short cameo, for me, well, I give Firmino a, probably a six for the short cameo he made. I don't think he was on long enough to really make an impact. Uh, and Salah and Jota just get a seven. I thought I thought they were good in the first half. Um, second half, through no fault of their own, just couldn't couldn't really get on the ball. Couldn't really get anything going. Yeah, no, I, I thought Mane was Mane was his usual self. He was busy and and uh, he, he took his goal really well. Got into a really nice position. But yeah. Um, Bobby actually did start that game. Adam Jota was the one that had the camera. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, mate. It's all right. But um, Bobby, it was quite frustrating from Bobby because there was moments in the game where he, you know, his first touch was was wonderful, and it was, you know, he, he took you know a couple of players out of the game, and then it was his second touch. Or his pass was just, oh, it was just lackluster. There was just nothing there, and. Every, you know, you could feel it in the ground every time. That first touch was just classic Bobby first touch. And I was like, oh, go on. And then the pass were just nowhere or his second touch wasn't there. And or Brighton players were just closing him down. And it was just, it was very frustrating. They really, really did a really good job on Bobby and stopped stopped him linking up with, with, with Salah and Mane. And that I thought, really affected I his statistics as well. And, and from a stats mm. point of view, he's, he's on par with Robertson and Jones, who had particularly poor games. So, mm. yeah, like you said, you, like, when, when that second aspect of his game goes, it's, um, yeah, it can't, yeah. That, that that throws a lot of his game out the window. <laughs> Does our Bobby when even the pass isn't there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I have to agree with you. But I thought Salah, like you said, Adam, you know, first 40 minutes, he was very good. That pass from Van Dijk for Salah to set up Henderson's goal was unbelievable. He's, you know, we know how good most Salah is. And for, you know, a large portion of that first half, he was in behind Cucurello a lot. But the second half, Cucurello absolutely pocketed him. Every time, you know, from where I was sat, Salah, you know, sort of Liverpool were attacking the Anfield Road end and 
And just Salakuts couldn't get anywhere near him. You know, Cucurella just for me was he was my man of the match. He was, he was brilliant. brilliant. He, he absolutely was really brilliant. Once he'd sort of figured out what Salah was going to do, he was very, very good. You know, and Brighton were clever because they didn't leave Cucurella isolated with Salah. There's always someone else there to to back him up and. You know, Basuma a lot. That Basuma was uh, probably another contender for man of the match. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he was, he he was, was over good. on that side covering for him, and yeah, yeah he was quality. See, so yeah, for me, it's a point between Wepo and Trossard. Yeah, in Wepo and Trossard are my man of the matches. Yeah, Adam Lallana yeah. is up there as well. We have really good. Yeah, Lallana had a very we need good to, We need to mention Adam Lallana, obviously former Red. Um, I I still kind of miss Adam Lallana. I really enjoyed him at Liverpool, <laughs> even though he was very very much an advocate of vein of injuries. <laughs> he just could never get himself fit for a run of games. Uh, following on from his, he had an extremely like positive first season at Liverpool. Adam Lallana, I think he got double digits for assists in his first season. He was a great watch, uh, and he always had the thing was about Adam Lallana when he was at Liverpool. He was a completely different midfielder from the rest. Hmm. At the time, it was, you know, sort of like really hard running midfielders, like, you know, sort of Emery Chan. The Hawks played a bigger part. Um, that Those were the type of players, Gino and Aldum, obviously, those were the type of players he was competing with, but it was never really his his game. He was always about the Cruyff turn. That was always a, the joke with Adam Lallana. <laughs> he's a proper um, 10 Lallana, isn't he? Yeah, he's he is. A, a, and that's, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the role he played in this game. And obviously, he assisted as well this game for a lovely weighted pass. And that was always his game as well, was the weight of pass from the edge of the box. Mm. Um, I like Adam Lallana. Um, he obviously, he's... He's, he got a, he got a very good reception yeah. um, when his name was announced. That he, you know, he got a very good reception. Got a great reception when he came off, and yeah. obviously he did the. He got the send off. You know that he didn't. Unfortunately, couldn't get when when he did leave Liverpool. You know, walking around the pitch, and all four stands were standing up and, and clapping him. And you know, it was it was really nice. And I can't remember the the Brighton player as well that that went over to the Liverpool crowd and. Gave his shirt to one of the one of the young boys in the front row. That was nice to see as well. It was really, really good of him to do that. Then also the uh, the two the two, two young uh, crowd invaders as well. That was that was a particular highlight at the end of the second half for me. Uh, you know we'd been battered all second half and <laughs> watching the pitch invaders run onto the pitch and dodge four or five stewards before knee sliding in front of the cop was <laughs> it's absolutely quality. Um, I did see him, however, getting escorted out of the ground. <laughs> uh, and he didn't look like he had a uh, Robbo shirt, which I was quite disappointing. I was quite a bit sad for him. Hopefully he managed to give that to one of his pals. But, <laughs> uh, so, lads, man of the match. Uh, Simo, I'll start with you. Who's your your overall man of the match? Not not just limited to Liverpool. Um, I'd, I'd probably say between Sadio Mane and Trossard, maybe. Um, mm. Sadio Mane edges it for me. I think he had a really positive game in light of the, uh, you know, Obviously, in another day, that goal stands. That pressing the goalkeeper all the way to the T zone mm. line is, is is really impressive. And it just skiffs his arm a little bit. And you know, pre var, that's given. You know, that's given, and we win the game. But yeah, Sadio Mane's obviously this is probably his type of game as well. You know, if everybody else is having a good game, this is a, this is a very Sadio Mane type of game to play. You know, when you're mm. up against the opposition, it's not going to just sit in against you, and he can really run down and shut down keepers and. Teams that play out from the back as well. Sadio Mane loves to, to go and press. So it was a very Sadio Mane game to play. And, you know, I think it was, it was an unfortunate one that, that the rest of the team couldn't match that sort of level of um, performance in this. Um, and for me, just to, just to add on the end of this, this does kind of feel like a loss being up, um, being up to now. And it's quite disappointing that we kind of, I don't want the gap between us and Chelsea 
our city. We're luckily city drop points against Palace, but you know, us, even though Brighton are a really, really good side, mm. and they, they obviously did really well against City, they didn't get the result they wanted. But yeah, it's disappointing. Disappointing to to to, to lose these kind of games. Would be it feels like we've we've put them in bed at two 0 You know, in the first half, and it should be easy to see them out. Uh, disappointing. Yeah, I think I think that's the the key thing really because. Obviously, after the game, you you get the Liverpool fans that overreact to everything, and you know it's it's like it was the end of the world. It was a meltdown <laughs> that we we dropped points to Brighton, which I, I mean it's not like at the end at the end of the day, Chelsea are only three points ahead of us. That there's three points that can be very easily made up. But, you know, Chelsea will drop points at some point in the season, but as you say, taking this game in isolation at two nil up to Brighton at home. Mm. This Liverpool team should, got should not. Yeah. They should not yeah. have been dropping those points. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with you, Adam. I'd agree with you there. Felt, hopefully, it's not a, a pattern that we see too much. Obviously, with Brentford as well, we we struggled to see that game out. But that for me is a, a game in complete isolation. You know, new side at the home ground, massively, massively up for it. This one, I think it was just a. I, I, I can't really pinpoint it. To be honest, it was just. Brighton were better on the day. You know, it's just, it is as simple as that. And um, you know, full credit to Brighton. That's, they, you know, they were they were really really good. They're brave, uh, aren't they, Brighton? They, they come, very, they come to us and they play a four two three one. And the majority of sides that come to us and play that sort of formation, unless they're like Man City yeah. or Chelsea or something, they, they get ripped to pieces. Absolutely, get ripped to pieces. Do you know what, mate? They are, quite, they are they are credit to them, man. They 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 they're a good side. They're good. Quite um, good, good philosophy. I quite, you know, we, we we speak quite highly of Brighton on our other pod on on the Total Screamers pod, and it's actually quite nice to see them converting their chances and, and getting the bit of the luck that they definitely did not have last season. Um, the yeah. Kings, aren't they? Last season, yeah, they were, mate. They, I think know, we were the only podcast out there giving them plaudits. I mean, yeah, we, we were loving Brighton, Brighton because they were they were, they were, they, were they were going out to win games and and things weren't really going their way. So we were they were kind of championing them a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, I would yeah, argue that they would. <laughs> I would argue that they weren't necessarily the best team on the day either. I think the first half we absolutely dominated them, yeah. and then the second half they came at us. But if the if all of the decisions within the game were correct, it was a completely different result. So yes, Sadio Mane's disallowed goal for handball should have been disallowed, but Brighton's first goal should never have stood because the throw-in that started the move should have been a throw to Liverpool. It should not have been given to Brighton. And that, that was that was a big mistake that changed the result of the game. If Brighton don't have that throw, they don't score that goal. Yeah. yeah. And and then we'd we'd have maybe ended up being like maybe maybe we wouldn't have got caught offside those couple of times and had goals ruled out for those kind of things as well. Mm. So, because we had the ball in the back of the net four times. Yeah, we did. Right offside yeah. and handball that Mane couldn't really do anything about, but still the, the ball went into the goal because of his arm. So rightly disallowed. The offside as well, it was slight, but but rightly disallowed as well. Uh, I think it was just a case of, of bad luck, really. Uh, bad luck and the, uh, the bad communication between midfield and defence, highlighting how much we miss Fabinho when he's injured. Yeah, that that was the key one for me. You you really did notice the the lack of Fabinho in that side, lads. Just quickly before we end, oh, I'm going to get a quick Klopp rating, as we normally do on here. So, Deej, I'll come to you first. What's your Klopp rating for me? I'm going to give him a seven. I don't really think Klopp did anything wrong. His subs had the impact that he wanted them to have. At least one of them, anyway, with Ox coming on and getting an assist. Yeah, uh, I think he, with the with how sort of light our midfield is at the moment, he probably started with the best midfield we could have started with, Ata yeah. Jones and Henderson. Um, I'd say now that arguably Ox is pushing Jones for his position. Um, 
And so we might start, if, if Cater stays fit, we might start seeing Hendo, uh, Cater, Ox, while Fabinho's not fit for us. But yeah, I think I'll give Klopp a seven because I, I think tactically he didn't really get anything wrong. I think it was yeah. uh, it was more a fault of the players that we dropped that 2-0 lead. Yeah, that's fair. Adam, what's your Jürgen Klopp rating? Uh, I, I have to be a little bit harsh with Klopp, I think. Um, I'm actually going to give him a five. Um, I, I don't... I think, look, obviously the first half, like Deej said, I, th- I think he went with the best team that we could have gone with. Um, and obviously we dominated the game, but in that second half, like I touched on before... Uh, Graham Potter obviously had looked at what Pep had done uh, in that first half against Man City where he Mm. dropped to that false nine and just tried to overrun us in midfield and I think in the early early minutes of that second half the warning signs were there for Liverpool that Brighton were going to get back into this game and I just think Klopp just he, he was a too slow and B didn't actually really change anything drastically and and ultimately it cost us there was at times Brighton were getting through on the attack and there was like a, a 20, 30 yard gap between the midfield and the defence. And then it, we, were, we were leaving yeah. the defence so exposed. And and I, I mean, you can put it on the players, you can put it on Klopp. I, I choose to put it on both. That's why my my, my midfield ratings were quite low as well, um, yeah. apart from Jordan Henderson. But uh but yeah, I just I think he was he was too too slow to to make changes. He didn't really have an answer for what uh for for what uh, Potter changed in the second half. Mm. Um and as well, I just I think the the Jota substitution, I got it right this time. <laughs> um I, I thought it just came far too late um as well for him to, to make any real impact. I think he only got about fifteen minutes towards the end. Mm. Um so it, it's not all on Klopp. I think it was was a mix between him and the players, but I I, I don't think he necessarily got it right. No, that's fair enough. Simo, any advances? On a seven uh, a I'm, I'm in the middle of the two. I'm a, I'm a six. Um, six. I, I necessarily would have, the lineup. That's probably the one I would have went with, hundred um, percent. And we don't tend to change our shape too much at, at, at Liverpool. And, and the personnel that could probably come in and when Brighton are starting to get a bit of momentum, and take the sting out of the game. And I'm, I'm looking at you know a James Milner or a or a Fabinho coming on alongside Henderson to to steal the midfield, but. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't the option. Um, you know, there's we can look at sort of we did really risk changing the shape, and it's not something that Klopp's ten. Sometimes mm. we switch to a four-two-three-one if we really try to unlock a side, or even a four-four-two or a four-two-four. Is it's, it's more like when when we when mm. we adopt it. Um, but there just there wasn't an option on the bench to put in to be a a hard tackler in midfield. We didn't win one tackle in midfield. Brighton won double the amount of tackles we did in this match, which kind of shows that we were, mm. we were kicked off the park. You know, Bissouma and, and Befu and, and even Adam Lana to the extent, you know, and, and they're running and pressing, you know, we, we really, really struggled with. And Ox, no, sorry, um, Jones and Keita aren't necessarily the, the midfielders I would call upon to, to counteract that threat. But, mm. you know, with, with James Milner, um, and, and Fabinho missing, and obviously the absence of Gini Wijnaldum, we don't have that that extra sort of defensive type midfielder. Maybe we're missing that. Um, of course, you could you could argue Thiago who's who's taken a knock. And I don't even know if he was selected for this game, but um, no. yeah, that's we didn't really we didn't really have that 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 option to to put an extra body in midfield. But no, such is life. You know, you got you got to play with the players you've got. Yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't enough to get quite over the line this time. Very true. Very true. Well, lads, I think I think that's all we've got time for. We are, like I said, we are a bit pushed for time. But, you know, thank you, everybody, for, for watching.
flooding, sorry. Um, we will be back probably on Thursday after the Atletico Madrid game, um, which me and Adam will be in attendance with. So apologies already if our voices are slightly skewed uh, <laughs> come Thursday. But uh, lads, thank you for joining me. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.